0: Vaughn is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Nordby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Michelle Champagne and Maisie Palmer. Michelle Champagne was 30 years old in 1993. She was born in Belgium and moved to Spokane, Washington in 1990 after meeting her American husband when he was stationed with the military in Belgium. They lived in Germany for three years before moving to the States. The two divorced in 1992. He described her as adventurous and strong-willed. She played soccer at the national level in Belgium but gave up the sport when she moved to the States. By 1993, Michelle had started dating a man named Daryl Matlin. The two of them spent the early part of 1993 visiting her parents in Brussels. On March 9th, they flew into Washington, D.C. Michelle called her parents to let them know that they would be staying in D.C. for a few days to see the sights before returning to Spokane. This would be the last time her parents spoke with her. Months passed with no contact from Michelle. She normally spoke to her parents every other week. They spoke to Daryl and urged him to report her missing, but he said they broke up on March 17th, and he hadn't spoken to her since then. According to her ex-husband, Michelle had her father wire her a large sum of money shortly before she went missing. He thought this was odd because she was awarded $60,000 in their divorce settlement. She apparently needed the money to pay off a debt, but he didn't know the details. Daryl finally reported her missing in September 1993, over six months after they last spoke. He told detectives he thought he saw Michelle around town and that she had left love letters in his mailbox. In the months before reporting her missing, Darrell's behavior was strange. He used her credit cards twice, sold all of her expensive Belgian oak furniture that was in storage, and sold the Volvo the two owned together. The couple that bought the car from Daryl said that he introduced them to a woman named Michelle and that she was holding a baby when they met. The couple described the woman as being short, about 5'2". Michelle Champagne was 5'8", and never had a baby. Investigators looked into what Daryl did when he returned from D.C. in March. He apparently checked into a hotel alone and didn't have any guests. Darrell was questioned by police and refused to take a polygraph because he, quote, doesn't believe in that kind of magic, unquote. Darrell has never been named a suspect or a person of interest in this case. In 2011, Spokane detective Mark Burbridge got DNA samples from Michelle's parents and brother in Belgium with the hopes of comparing them to remains in both DC and Spokane. At the time of this story, there have been no matches. Detective Burbridge also sent the title of For the Volvo to a handwriting analyst to see if Michelle had in fact signed it or if someone attempted to imitate her writing. There have been no updates, that have been made public at least, about the results of that. Michelle Champagne is still missing. She was 30 years old in 1993. She would be 58 this year. She is described as Caucasian, 5'8 and 120 pounds. She has brown hair and blue eyes. If you have any information about the disappearance of Michelle Champagne, please contact the Spokane Police Department at 509-625-4231. So, they started dating uh, in early 1993. By March um, 17th, they've broken up. They've gone to Brussels. They have purchased a Volvo together. Um, He is absolutely responsible for her going missing. Well, and it wasn't clear... I, we know that it, by 93, they were dating. Mm-hmm. It's not clear maybe they were dating. A little bit earlier. A little bit earlier. Because she, she got a divorce in 92, but it didn't specifically say, mm-hmm. you know, when they started dating. Mm-hmm. But even that, I mean, even if you've only been even dating. If even if it was six months, that's not very long. That's not very that's long. That's mid, you know, that's uh, October, November of, of 1992. Yeah. That's still not very long. Right. I I, I wouldn't be buying a car with somebody. And they were, they they were in Brussels for like a month and a half, two months together. And, um, it would have been, so going through a $60,000 divorce settlement, that would have been a lot of money. That's, you know, annual income. Um, and 93 or two years. Yeah. I mean, it would have been difficult to do that if you bought a house, maybe, or, you know, some of those things. And then, um, that she had wired a large, that there was a large sum of money wired to her Mm -hmm. from her father. And, um it's just all very suspicious. Yeah. And her ex husband said, you know, she wasn't somebody who would have been into drugs or like need to you know, maybe she got connected with the wrong people and had to pay something off. She, she wasn't was like an adventurous and yeah. she she hadn't necessarily she hadn't gotten into trouble herself right with using or any of that. Yeah. It is so weird. Well and now, you know, I mean you're on opposite ends of the country. Is she in D.C. missing? Is she in Spokane missing? And why would you fly to D.C.? I mean, I suppose just to see the sights, but maybe. But and, and if she flew from D.C. to Washington, wouldn't there be a trace? I mean, wouldn't they be able to find that? Well, in '93, when and did she did she actually fly? Was she on the plane? Did she get yeah. off the plane? We um, know she made it to D.C. Okay. She called her her mom. Her, her, right. But then mm-hmm. he returned to Spokane. Well, he he stayed in the hotel by himself. Right. In Spokane. No, in D.C. I no, in Spokane. Okay. Yeah, okay. when he got back to Spokane, he was in, at the hotel by himself. Oh, okay. But there's no... I mean, if she would have flown home, there, there should have been. been a record of that. Sure, somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know. It's just very... It's it's upsetting because where where is she? And But also... It's like this person, this guy, was sitting in the woods just waiting for. I mean, it's it, it's it's the predatory behavior that is so upsetting, and that the opportunity, yeah, that it yeah. saw an opportunity and took it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this could have been as little as six months, and she's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, it's you know we see that all the time in our work. Right, where somebody just seems to be either um have that predatory nature uh or or people who are susceptible who mm-hmm. are very susceptible to predators right uh, cuz they're by charming. no fault of their own no no yeah. cuz they're charming mm-hmm. um they're nice and you know they're probably probably lying but they're they're they they, they seem believable they're right. charming i mean it, they're all charming right um right but it's as if It's so upsetting because there's just, there's just so many of them out there. It feels like predators that are looking for, looking for a victim. Yeah. And he's still, you know, this Daryl still has not been named a suspect. He hasn't been named a person of interest. And there just isn't enough to tie her being missing to anybody at this point. The the worst is, is that he sold a car. That's what they can mean. Yeah, it was cash, so it was mm-hmm. never Yeah, they couldn't find traced. they couldn't they wanted to find the person and maybe they have it just hasn't been made public. Right, they wanted to find the person who was introduced to the people who bought the car, the woman mm-hmm. who he called Michelle mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Yeah, it clearly wasn't Michelle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and he's still out there doing somebody he that, you know if it's not him, somebody caused her to go missing. And and he looks very suspicious. Um, he had told, I think it was in 2011, he made a comment about... He was asked about her being missing and stuff. And he made a comment like, I don't really even remember her. And oh that was like a lifetime ago. And so I don't really even... Gross. And I just... You know, like if somebody that I knew, even if I didn't know them very well, <clears throat> if uh, uh, somebody that whose name I knew went missing, I would remember the day I found out, where I found out, because that's a huge, even, even if it was just somebody that I kind of knew, let but alone if somebody you dated, yeah, you introduced to your parents. I mean, that's not insignificant, especially because right. they had to go to Brussels, right? And and I just thought that that was kind that was of awful, and also yeah. not true. Right. I mean, even I mean, I have intentionally forgotten some (laughs) names of boys that I dated, but that was intentional and with effort. But you don't forget. No. Especially when she's missing. And to say that is so cruel. Well, it just is. And I I didn't... I didn't like that. And it just felt a little icky. Yeah. Just because... I don't know. I'm not in that... I've never been in that situation. But I... You know, even if I... If I didn't know anything, I would just... Well, for example, I, her horrible. ex-husband, yeah. when he spoke about her, he said she's funny and adventurous. Glowing. Yeah. He had glowing things to say about her. Yeah, that's yeah. how he responded to her. Yeah. And they, they divorced. Things mm-hmm. didn't work out. Right. But to say that, I don't even remember her. That was a lifetime ago. That's just, that's just really... That nonchalant kind of attitude is gross. It is gross. On July fourteenth, nineteen 1979... Maisie Mae Sigmund Palmer met John Eric Farley at the Roaring Twenties Club in Charleston, West Virginia, around 11 p.m. Maisie was 24 years old and recently divorced. She lived in Sissonville, West Virginia, with her parents. Sissonville has a population of just over 4,000. John, who went by Jay, was 18 years old and lived in Dunbar with his grandmother and brother. Dunbar has a population of almost 8,000. Charleston, Sissonville, and Dunbar all reside in Kanawha County, which has the highest population of any county in West Virginia, uh, with a population of 183,000. Jay and Maisie had met in mid-June. Neither one of them had a car, so they hitched a ride to the Roaring Twenties on the 200 block of Hale Street. They stayed there for almost an hour and then hitched another ride to the Kings Inn nightclub on the 1600 block of 2nd Avenue. When they pulled up, Macy said, quote, Oh, he's in there, unquote. The driver didn't know who he was, and neither Macy nor Jay seemed concerned. Once there, all three went inside and had a drink. Macy went to the second floor to talk to someone. Jay finished his drink and followed. Neither Macy nor Jay were ever seen alive again. Do we know who brought them there? Yes, I had a name, uh, so I watched this very interesting... Um, story on this and I failed to write the name down. That's fine. I just wasn't sure if it was like yes. they hitchhiked or they knew the person. No, they they knew okay. the person. Okay. They knew the person, they rode together, they sure. were all the same age and gotcha. So they did know who and, and, and actually it's an official report. Okay. But I just I, I failed to catch that name. Sure. Maisie's parents were not concerned when she didn't come home saturday it would have been yes, Saturday night. Uh it was common for her to stay overnight with friends. Jay's family was concerned when he didn't return home that night. He was very close to his grandmother, and he would have informed her if he wasn't planning on coming home. Jay's stepmother, Goldie, reported him missing to the Dunbar police on July 15th. The Dunbar police did not file a missing persons report for 10 days, thinking that Jay would show up. But remember, he went missing in Charleston. So, he, he while he lived in Dunbar, he went missing from Charleston, and that that actually caused some issues. He should have been reported missing in Charleston initially. Well, he should have been he should have been reported missing. He was reported missing from Dunbar because that's where he lived and he right. wasn't there. But he also should have been reported missing in in Charleston, because sure. that's where he had gone. He was last seen. Sure. That caused some problems because the authorities didn't realize that there was a connection between Maisie and Jay until they entered him into a missing persons database six months later. Oh my oh gosh. gosh! Because Maisie was from Sissonville, sure. so the same thing probably happened: is that she was reported missing in Sissonville, same county, but not the same place. And right. Jay's family um, had some unkind things to say about. The, the specifically the Dunbar police, but some of that is just the the nature of how mm-hmm. things happen and when they went missing, and also he was an eighteen year old male um, uh, with a girlfriend, and at the time it feels like it was very common for people to say, you know, oh they just right absolutely they, they give it twenty four hours right give it twenty four give it, time. Give it they, yeah they'll show up right and um, that seemed to be very much the case at the time and and um, but in this case that really that was really that, really, that time frame really mattered. Yeah. Because it was almost five years later, uh, after they went missing, that the clothes that Jay was wearing and his badly weathered skeleton were found at a surface mine in Fayetteville County, 45 miles away from the Kings Inn nightclub. Jay's hands were bound with duct tape and uh, behind his back, and he was shot. The details of the, um, the bullet um, have not been revealed to sure. the public. The clothes that were with the body were the same clothes that Jay had worn that night that he went missing, so it was believed that he died on, on um, the, the early morning hours of, of July 15th. Sure. There, there were no signs of Maisie at the service mine. Maisie was reported to be friendly, a naive, and trusting person. She lived in Oklahoma, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Maisie's ex husband did not appear to be a suspect in her disappearance. Neither Maisie nor Jay had a criminal record. However, it was reported that Maisie had her sister's birth certificate, stating that, she, that her birthday was actually June 3rd of 1960. She also had several aliases, including May Boomer, Shirley Kaufman, Lil Darko, Lily Goldberg, Beverly Harpold, May Josephson, Lily Canipole, Roberta Mahoney, and or Cindy Shamblin, why which is she? so strange because I we have I have not seen that and I've not heard you say this that somebody that had all those aliases, the aliases that have been listed were you know shortened names, nicknames or married, or maiden names. But this is a whole list of names that are not connected in any way. Did they? I mean, did they have an idea why she had these they aliases? Did not, they did not say. I mean, she didn't have a criminal record. Who was nope. she? Uh, it was reported somewhere that she that 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 she had hung out with um uh people who use drugs mm-hmm. um and but it was just a very vague statement and so I, I didn't even mention it however i mean these aren't these names are not even close to her name right, right. there there's a couple that are but they're not even variations they're of, not even variations yeah. i mean I couldn't remember them and they're they're oh. very they're very kind of Unique and, and I just wonder why, if you had an alias, um, why? Right. And why would you have so many? Maisie Mae Sigmund Palmer was 24 years old when she went missing on July 14, 1979 from Charleston, West Virginia. She would be 66 years old today. She is a Caucasian female who stood five foot six and weighed 115 pounds. She has brown hair and brown hazel eyes. Her ears are double pierced, and she has type O positive blood. She wore size 8 pants, a dress size 10, um, size 34D bra, and uh, shoes that were six and a half to 7. She had scars on her wrist, chin, and the bottom of her foot. She also had a surgical scar on her breast. If you have any information about the location of Maisie Mae Sigmund Palmer, contact the Kanawha County Sheriff's Office at 304-357-0200. So, I've, also, I've also never had uh, a case in which, you know, <laughs> their clothing sizes were listed, but but the truth is is that it could be all that's left. Well, and that clearly helps them figure out that that was Jay. Yes. You know. It did. And because yeah. it was a very distinct, it was a it was a he was wearing um it looked like it looked like it was flannel, but it was a it was a pink, red and blue plaid sport shirt. So it was only it didn't have any buttons, but it went down, you know, down the neck just a little bit, and then kind of was a tunic style after that. So it was a very distinct, and it didn't haven't discolored at all because of the, because uh, it was polyester, and sure. so it had kept that very bold coloring that it had, and it was very distinct. And she was wearing distinct clothes, um, Lee blue jeans, and which is they usually list these things in the report, yeah. but I know this only from the, the. Um, the documentary that I watched, that she was wearing Lee blue jeans and a pink or orange shirt. She was carrying a blue purse with a silver trim around it, and she had dangly earrings. Sure. Um, and I don't know, you know, there's... there's, Because his body was so badly decomposed, they can't, they can't tell anything else about it. Right, if there's DNA left behind from somebody right. else. if he was sexually assaulted. And just, but, or... but just some of the ways that they listed the clothing as if it was separate than him, yeah. as it just, you know, they can't, they can't say any of those things, but knowing some of those things might make a difference. Yeah. Um, because they listed a person of interest who was a sexual predator, and, um, but there was no ties. Sure. There was no ties to the, there was nothing specific other than he was in that area, he was a predator he um, his victims were often um, teenage or twenties year old men um, and but there was just no connection to the to' have ever been in the same place at the same time and sure. so and did anybody ever figure out who he was that she was talking about? No no hmm. and um and her ex-husband. He wasn't. He wasn't listed, and he wasn't listed as a as a suspect. Um, Did he even live in the area, or he just wasn't listed oh, as a okay. suspect? I mean, they didn't even give his. his sure. I mean, his last name was Palmer, but um, right. they didn't give his first name. And, and so that was wasn't no. necessarily who she was talking about. No. Oh, he's here. No, sure. No, because that's what you would think, right. kind of automatically. Right. But um, the um, yeah, and the. Where the body was found was about forty five minutes away from where they had been. And um So they went upstairs and vanished. Yeah. Which didn't they have to come back downstairs to go somewhere? Well usually, you know, usually there is a there's a there's a back entrance you know, for fire sure. if nothing else. But um that's just You'd think, and but it, it could have been crowded. It could have been. Yeah. I just have no idea, um, and that's why the things, the the specific details. She was carrying a bright blue purse with silver trim. She yeah. was wearing. You know, the thing is, is that what she was wearing and what she looked like. She had long, longer hair, and would have been very similar to a lot of people at that time. Sure. It just what she wouldn't have necessarily stood out because. Um, her clothing was very typical of the of the era. Sure. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It is literally going missing. In, in plain sight. In plain sight. And not just one person, but two. Yeah. Right. I mean that. We we talk about safety and numbers, like. Right. Uh, well, we talk about that, I mean, and and. How many people were at the nightclub? It was full. It uh, was know, It was Saturday night, and two of them go missing. Yeah, it's just it's scary. It's really scary. And all these years later, you just don't know. Nobody knows what happened to her. Mm hmm. Uh, um. Yeah, and the the Charleston was a very it was a metropolitan area, um, but everything else all around it, you know, isn't. Sure. And um, somebody somebody saw something. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to see them leave. Somebody had to see him talking to somebody somewhere. But then that, that, that's one of the challenges because they weren't listed as going missing. And how it was reported in the news didn't cause... Bring it to anybody's attention. Well, and then by the time it did... Six months later. Details have been kind of forgotten. Well... And, and I see them there. Did you... Was I there on that yeah. night? Was it, What happened? Yeah. And uh, the specific details, you know, the, um, the documentary that I saw did a good job. I mean, they they, uh, showing the clothing, showing the, but those things weren't reported in 1979, and, and they didn't even realize the two of them, that the two of them got missing on the same night, until six months later. Yeah. And the fact that the Dunbar police, you know, didn't actually file the report for ten days. He was already dead by then. I mean, right, And the area that that this was, it's wooded, and it's, hilly and it's there's lots of places to hide and lots of places to hide a body if that's what you if that's what you want to do so um and the hard part is is that you know now we have so much more technology to be able to find somebody with heat seeking drones and and um Tracking dogs. Tracking and, dogs. And, yeah. And, I mean, the drones just themselves are being able to be a view into spaces that we might not be able to have access to. It makes right. a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, the 19, that was in 1979. They, they could not have, there was probably no DNA to connect, to collect, you know, if there had been any left behind. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. I have nothing specific other than random things that I've saved to my phone that are funny. So random this, tweets. This, random. This this segment will be funny, random. Yeah, stuff. there's no random. Okay, reason. okay. I mean, I don't think that it has to have a, a title. There's no theme. There's no theme. No. Okay. And I'll I'll determine if it's funny. Okay. Okay. Sometimes my low pony looks cute. Sometimes I look like a young man in colonial America, eager to start his woodworking apprenticeship ponytail i'm always yeah pony oh. yeah oh sorry it, it said pony but yeah ponytail okay mine is always a colonial american woodworker when oh. i wear a low ponytail is it because uh, it's where low it lays on, lays on your back yeah because i'm slicked back and oh mm-hmm. i didn't know that but i woke up this morning looking like <laughs> thomas jefferson <laughs> with a when wearing when he wore his wig to bed <laughs> holy cow um, I just have to say, conditioner matters. <laughs> yes. If they would spend this time putting a bar in Target, my wife and her friends will fix the economy in about forty-eight hours once this is over. Oh my! That's it. Can, I mean, how has this not been a thing? Well, I mean, I mean, a coffee bar is a good start. It's a good start. And I want to say that the chocolate croissants don't hurt. That they don't. But if you could get if you could get a glass or six of wine. To just walk around? Just walk around? Dream. In a sippy cup? Are oh, you kidding me? My In a straw, with a straw. Oh, yes. I mean, backpack. I mean, really, you could just put the box. A hydration bag. Yes, yes. yes I think that... I mean, this is what we
1: need. This is what we
0: need. I, what we need. I, I don't even know how... And also TJ Maxx. And also, because honestly, I find TJ Maxx a little frustrating. It can be. I mean, I think a drink would help. It would soften the edges a right. little bit. And when you're elbowing to get to that very nice tunic. Yes. Only one left in the whole store. Then, you know, you'll it, you can just um, alcohol dulls the pain. It does. It dulls the pain. <laughs> it dulls the pain. Uh, what I love most about cooking three meals a day and cleaning up afterwards is probably the 4 minutes of free time you have left before it's time to go to sleep. Honestly. That's so true. And I have a dishwasher. Me too. And honestly, I know. And I don't cook any of the meals, but I mean, it does only four minutes. I have four minutes left, and the, it it is a constant yes. filling the dishwasher, emptying the dishwasher. Yes, it has never been used more, and I mean, in its entire lifetime, than in I, this yeah. last year. Yeah, I feel like that's oh yeah. all that I've been doing. That's all. Yeah. And I've never gone through and used all all my plates or all my forks until this mm-hmm. year. Because. I know. Yeah. Which I just wonder, like, what did we eat before? What did we do? Did what? What? What was happening before? Yeah. Were we eating with our hands? I know. I don't. It's just so weird. It is so weird. I feel like autocorrect is that kid in class who very confidently yells out the wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> As a, as a question mark at the end. Yeah, yeah. I I have a I have a love-hate <laughs> relationship with autocorrect. I do too. I do too. I think that autocorrect is a little judgy. It is. And um presumptuous. And and on my phone, now they're, I think that maybe they're different beasts, but on my phone, on my texting abilities, autocorrect is not helpful at all. No. It is not helpful to me. No. Typing on my computer in a document. Helpful? mhm not not on my phone no i don't I agree. know if it's cuz i have fat thumbs i don't know but not helpful at all yeah i agree i never buy chips because then i'll eat them so instead i look in my pantry every day and i'm disappointed that i don't have any chips <laughs> me too me i hear you sister i hear you every single day or cookies oh cookies <laughs> it doesn't take much to make me happy six meals a day 10 hours of sleep a pair of yoga pants complete solitude and no social obligations whatsoever It's really not that much to ask. Uh, Six meals a day, ten hours of sleep. That's where all the dishes come from. And yoga pants. And yoga pants. And no social obligations. No, I think it's an introvert's heaven. Yes. Do people actually work, cook, clean, parent, and exercise every single day? That's like seven days worth of stuff, minimum. Yes. It's a lot easier, though, because I swear that these last couple weeks, there have been been extra days shoved into the week. Yes. I mean, there's a couple extra Tuesdays and a Thursday in this week. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's not like I'm getting more done. It's just more burden. I, yeah. I, yeah, I hear you. Again, and also while the dishes are, are used right. up and dirty. When medication says do not operate heavy machinery, they're probably referring to cars, but my mind automatically goes to forklifts. I, mine does too. Really? Yeah. Don't drive that semi. How <laughs> no many semis forklift? have you driven? <laughs> or forklifts. None. None. I would. I would say that when I hear that, I. I think vehicle first. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I've yeah. never thought vehicle first. And then I would think second, lawnmower. <laughs> I would think. I would think a riding lawnmower. I never thought. I never maybe thought a bike. Uh, certainly a scooter, because they're heavy. They are heavy. And it, and they're heavy, but a bike also. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Car would be the first. Right, a lot more. Yeah, but that's that's just. I mean, that's just how I roll. You're just so much smarter. No. Yes. Uh, I think I would that. have never thought a car. Honestly, you, you you didn't think they were talking to you. I know. When your when your medication. In no, Canada, you I was not like I and... shouldn't go get my forklift lift license because. while I'm taking this. Yeah, I that never. scares the hell out of me, actually. Because <laughs> if you feel that way, and there's a lot of other people that think, well, it's yes. okay to drive a she, thousands did. of pound vehicle. <laughs> that, that's fine. That's not a heavy piece of machinery. Mm. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Jeez. <laughs> I am even scared to go outside. <laughs> Betty White is 98 and just signed on to start another movie. I'm 38 and just ate a banana because peeling an orange felt like too much work. <laughs> I guess we're both living our best life. <laughs> Honestly, uh, that Betty White is the best. She is the best. Who knew the most taxing part of being an adult is trying to figure out what to have for dinner every night until you die. Until you die. And I don't have children. <sighs> it's just, it's feeding my face whole. Yeah. And David's face whole. And that's a lot of work. That's a lot it is. And I, can I just say that most of the time, kind of disappointed in the options because <laughs> I don't have any chips in the pantry, mm-hmm. and um, I can think uh, cereal would be a really viable option. Most it is nights. sometimes, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No milk in it though. Oh, not have no milk. I, no, because milk is yucky. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry if there's any milk. <laughs> We just, lost out half, there. we just lost half our audience. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dad. Sorry. This is my last one. Zoom needs a button that plays wrap-it-up music, like at the Oscars. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. I don't know what that means. sounds It's some, like, elevator music and or And it gets something. louder and louder and louder until yeah. you yeah. drown mm-hmm. you out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. I think it would be really helpful. But you can't use it on our staff. Meetings. Well, but then you have to trust that the host is going to start it. That the host is gonna is not the problem. That the Zoom, <laughs> that the Zoom is going on for too long. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't oh, know no. how you fix I that. Think, I, no, I think that there has to be. I think that it has to be an option for everyone. Every single person. And I think that everyone on the call needs the option to mute everyone else. Oh. I think that's an or option. Or just certain people. Because, I, I, honestly, <laughs> I've gained a twitch in my right eye over uh, people who haven't yeah. muted themselves. Sure. And that's why you couldn't hear me the other day at the staff meeting. Because I, I, <laughs> I was meeting you with my mind. With my mind. Uh, uh, it's also the twitchy eye. It gets sure. a little loud sure. after it. While <laughs> I'm uh, blinking. So I, and I think this is, so you always have funny things to say, funny things that kids say, haha, parents and stuff. And I talk <laughs> about food. I talk, so this is gross health drinks. Oh, okay. And the number one. Are they ever really good, though? I think that the I think that first the the first indication that these aren't going to be good is the title, gross. And the second word that was going to guarantee it is health. Yeah. Give me a. a it tastes like grass and multivitamins all the time. <laughs> Sadness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you just keep that okay, in okay. mind. Number one. Kombucha. Oh. Mushroom juice. Yuck. It tastes, like, it tastes like yuck. I it bet. Tastes, uh, so growing up in the 70s, uh, there was a little green monster who told you about poisons. And mm-hmm. it, Mr. Yuck is mean. Mr. Yuck <laughs> is green. <laughs> and I just want to say, and he drank kombucha. Oh. Ew. Because it's like mushroom juice or ew. sweat. Mushroom sweat, I think is what it is. Oh. I don't know. Um, avocado juice. What? I I am not a huge avocado fan, I, so I love guacamole, but to eat just plain avocados like on things, I'm not a huge. Fan. I mean, I don't mind it, but they don't have very push- much taste to me. Well, like I feel like they have to be mixed with other things to take on that flavor. There, that they that yep. I love avocados. I don't know how you milk an avocado, <laughs> but I'm not gonna do it, well, and I don't wanna. And I, I think that I also have a, a, a an aversion to green juice of any yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's kind of thick. And uh, I just... Yeah. And I thought this would be... Actually, I didn't think this would be gross, but the more I think about it, it probably is. Carrot juice. Now, carrots mm-hmm. are very dense. Yeah. So if you ground them up and squish them up, It'd be very thick, viscous juice that you'd probably have to strain with your teeth. Ew. I just, it, the more I thought about it, the grosser it made me. Yeah. It doesn't get better. Okay. So, turnip juice. Oh. It, it's supposed to remove kidney stones and cure hangovers. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, Take an aspirin. <laughs> Taking an aspirin. <laughs> and turnip juice. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, No. This one made me nauseous, too. Potato juice. Oh, gosh. Juicing a raw potato. Why would you want that much starch, though? Why would you want to drink that? Well. Like, I, what, what is the benefit? To die? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> to starch your shirt? Like, like what? I do not know. <clears throat> do not know. I mean, I can see carrots, avocado, because they have vitamins and blah, blah, blah. And potatoes? Crap, that's good for you. But yeah. Potatoes, I mean, I didn't think there was a lot about potatoes that were great for you. Right. Me. I mean, you fry those suckers in little strips. Yeah. I'll call it healthy. <laughs> not in a drink. But not in a drink. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it just makes me think of potato. I mean, just, yeah. Potato water. Yeah, yeah. which is not good. Uh. Uh-uh. Wheatgrass juice, which is basically... <laughs> It, it, they, 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 they said it claims to take, they, they claim that it tastes like grass clippings mixed with dishwater. Not good. Not good. No. Nope. If you can just imagine scraping the uh, blade of your lawnmower mm-hmm. off after you've, you've just <laughs> mowed your very wet lawn Yuck. with that juicy grass juice, oh. radish juice. Oh, I think that so I don't know. I think I think that I think that that is a terrible idea. Yeah. But they say that radish juice will clear acne and cure liver disease um, and make the flu go away. I... But it would give you permanent gag face. Yeah. And also, I think it would make you belchy. I don't know why I think if radish would make you belchy, but oh. I think it would. And Yuck. radish juice. Can you imagine burping radish juice? Ugh. Oh, that burns. It burns. Yeah. Now, I've heard of a lot of people drinking pickle juice mm. to restore your electrolytes. Yeah. No, thanks. Ick. I'll eat a pickle. I'll,
1: yeah. And I'll put a little bit of
0: pickle rate. juice in my egg salad. Oh. And just a little bit, just a little, well, yeah. to make things kind of go fine, mm-hmm. but not. Beetroot juice. Have you ever peeled the beet have no. you roasted a beet? Uh huh. Well, that I'm not a red. Beet fan. You're not a beet fan. I'm not a beet fan. You don't like things that taste like dirt. Not usually. Okay. Well, I'm just saying no. that. I mean, they're del- I, they're delicious. Well, However, they are the color of, they are the deepest, deepest red. Yeah. Um, you have to wear gloves if you're working with them because they will stain your hands. Really. They'll stain your countertop. Yeah. And why would you want to make a juice? Because oh, it tastes like dirt. will not your teeth be all red then? Well, I and mean, I drink Merlot, so. I mean. Anything. You call it Merlot, I call it beet juice, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And the final one is the grossest one. Oh, no. Chickpea juice. Oh, hummus Hummus, Isn't yeah, that that's what chickpeas are. Chickpeas, chickpeas or hummus is chickpeas, ground chickpeas, but not not even not even that. It is, it is. You open a can of chickpeas, and it's the juice in the can, the bean juice. You're... To drink that gritty, nasty, I, I'd rather m- milk a chickpea. <laughs> <laughs> Because honestly, that is the most disgusting. I don't know what that is. Isn't it just the liquid that they package it in? Yeah. I mean, that they canned it in. Yeah. yeah. It was like, originally it was like, like not, probably pure water. Yeah. And then it's all the sadness of the chickpea. <laughs> and it's all the... It's not like it's actual it's, chickpea juice. It's just water that's now flavored and, well, like Well, because I mean, the chickpeas would have probably originally been fresh and raw. It would have been canned in fresh water. Sure. And then this would have been whatever eked out. Ugh. And yeah. Oh. No. You know what? It would make you not want to eat after that. Well, maybe that's maybe what that's, the goal maybe, is. Maybe that's what the goal is. <laughs> and also nobody wanna be around you after drinking radish juice. They wouldn't. Burping radishes that. all over yeah. in a mask. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's a good thing we don't do this before lunch or dinner, because there's time to forget that we've talked about these gross things. Yeah, and I think part of my intention is actually to kind of grow, grow. It has not <laughs> it, worked yet. Well, it we worked. Said. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> i have to just try harder. I think that's what we'll have to do, is just try harder. <laughs>